Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Colin McLaughlin, this is literally the sports doctor, guys. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to today's edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has proudly served the area since 1880. Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. And something we've kind of put off for a little bit was talking about Aaron, or not Aaron Rodgers, excuse me. I was watching the Manning cast last night, saw Aaron Rodgers on, and he has got a thing going with Mike Tomlin. But we're talking about Ben Roethlisberger. He made his final, well, what's most likely his final start last night at Heinz Field, and we've got uh, the resident Steelers fan here at Talk Radio WR and our Rob Mario, the morning host and host of Eastern Panhandle Talk, a lifelong Steelers fan. Yeah, and might I add, this tips the scale in the room to three Italians to one non, because Collins part. I'm, I'm French-Canadian. <laughs> I'll give you a pass because so is Mario Lemieux, so you're okay. I don't like Mario Lemieux, though. I've got to go. I'm sorry. I can't do this any longer. <laughs> I just lost all respect. All right. Well, we're here to talk about Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, probably left Heinz Field for the last time last night as yeah, a player. No, probably. It's a definite. Uh, I was. You probably weren't watching it. I did. You, you stayed up? It was an event big enough that... I normally would go to bed at halftime, record the rest of the game, and then watch it when I come home from work the next day. But Ben's last game, you got to suck it up and watch the entire game, even if the alarm goes off at 3.20, which mine's not, mine does, Nick. Nick's looking at me crazy, like 3.20. I'm just getting to bed about that time. But I, well, that's what I did. So I did. I watched the whole game. I watched his little victory lap at the end and all that cool stuff. And uh, I, I wouldn't have missed it. It was just... Uh, too cool. He was. He mean, He meant too much to Steelers football to not watch that. And that victory lap, it kind of looked like he was just going to go off to the locker room. Right. And then he kind of just took a detour and started walking by nearly half the stadium. You guys are all too young, but it reminded me of Cal Ripken, twenty six, thirty two. Not twenty one thirty one. I'm sorry, twenty one twenty six thirty was the last game. Thank you. So that was the game I was at. You were at 2632. Yeah. That was my first Orioles game. So 2132, he does the lap around. And when Ben was going in, he started you know, reaching over and giving high fives to the people leaning over the railings. I, I thought to myself, I hope he does a victory lap like Cal Ripken did for 2132. And then he actually did it. And then he got about halfway, stopped, went across the field, did a little bit more. Then he went and sat on the same bench where he did that. Uh, where he had that iconic photo with Marquise Pouncey. That was last year, right? Right. Yeah. He and Pouncey at the end of that Browns playoff debacle last year, where they were both equally responsible for a horrific loss. And the famous scene of him sitting there and Pouncey, and they got tears down their eyes because they're best friends, and Pouncey was going to retire, and Ben's trying to talk him out of it, and it didn't happen. And they just kind of went back to the bench and sat there, drank it all in, then went to the locker room. Well, yeah, so last night I was watching uh, the ESPN coverage of it, and they, they kind of kept – I would. I mean, I'm not surprised because they kept – they stayed on the pregame show when he came out of the tunnel. Uh, but, you know, it looked like he was going to make that turn, come back, and then just go into the tunnel. And right. that's kind of where they left it. They, they kind of ended the actual game broadcast with him yes. looking like he was going to the tunnel. 
And then, you know, they take their three-minute commercial break, get ready for, uh, you know, S- uh, SVP Sports Center post-game show. And they come back, and he's sitting there on the bench. And I was like, yeah, it's exactly what he did last year. Right, right. It was pretty cool. This is a guy I thought – I'm not sure how much of the pregame you might have caught or not, but Alan Fanica, who's a Hall of Fame guard for the Steelers while Ben was there. And Fanica famously made the statement after Tommy Maddox got hurt in the Ravens game, no doubt from a cheap shot, Nick, I'm sure – uh, or, or actually, it wasn't. It was before the Ravens game because I think Ben. Well, you should thank Terrell Suggs because if he didn't hurt Tommy Maddox, yeah, I and mean, I know what Ben would have been. That ben year. came in for the first game. It was in that Ravens game, yeah. right? And and when they talked about the next week when Ben would start, they asked Alafanica if he was excited about the number one pick getting a start, and he said, "Excited? Would you be excited if some college kid came to work for you and all of a sudden was in charge of stuff?" I mean, no, I'm not excited, and. That was Fanica's first words about Ben. His last words last night uh, basically were, I think the NFL took Ben Roethlisberger for granted during his career. And I thought about that, and as a Steeler fan, I, I agree with that because it was and is a golden era of quarterbacks in the NFL. And during the course of Roethlisberger's career, you had Tom Brady, you had Peyton Manning, you had Drew Brees, you had Phillip Rivers, you had Eli Manning, and those guys ate up a lot of headlines, and specifically Brady and Manning, deservedly so. And Roethlisberger, as you see on all the career lists, is right up there with those guys on the same lists. But he was never really talked about as a great quarterback. He was never really talked about as a great leader. In fact, when Antonio Brown had his meltdown while a Steeler, the national sports media jumped on Roethlisberger and blamed him for it routinely across all the networks for sports and all the talking heads. And now you're seeing it wasn't Roethlisberger as Antonio Brown took his shirt off and walked off the field, quit on his third team. You know, they're not blaming Tom Brady for that, are they? No. <laughs> it was. It, and, and I thought Fanica's statement was perfect. Roethlisberger was taken for granted by the NFL. Well, you mentioned that never had a losing season in all of his 18 seasons, and last night clinching that with the victory last night, you know, wasn't a game that he would, you know, say would go down in the record books, 24 for 46, only 123 passing yards with one touchdown and one interception. But, I mean, look at his career overall, nearly 64,000 passing yards, 417 touchdowns to 210 interceptions, and a record of 164-81 in the one uh, tie this year. With a 64.4 completion percentage, he's going to go down as one of the all-time great quarterbacks. It's just kind of being overshadowed overshadowed by you know the guys that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And no doubt. And he'll also uh, go down in history as the most sacked quarterback in the history since they started keeping that stat in 1982. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, no quarterback has been sacked more than Ben Roethlisberger. And 553 times. Amazing, isn't it? And you think about being able to last until you're 39 years old, almost 40, with being sacked that many times. It's a lot of punishment. Not not to mention, how many times did that guy get hit, shed a guy, shed another one, run and throw a pass and get hit again? And if you think about what you picture when you think of Ben Roethlisberger throwing a pass, you think about those younger days when he was grabbing, dragging people along and, and maybe – breaking two or three tackles before he threw a pass. You think of Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, you think of a guy that went back to pass, read, read, step, throw, completion, they never touched him. 
Roethlisberger, you think about him getting crushed all the time. I think, was it Heli Nagata broke his nose during one Ravens game? You know, they squished it back into place and put him back in there. I still remember all those times growing up on sports, watching SportsCenter here in the last 10 years or so, and they show like a sports science kind of segment on all the injuries that Ben Roethlisberger's had. And when you put his career kind of, you just look at his career compared to all the injuries he's had, that's a very impressive career for somebody that's, I couldn't even tell you, probably 30 injuries mm-hmm. in 18 years. It's really impressive, and you wonder what his numbers would be if he wasn't hurt. Yeah, and he served a, a four-game uh, suspension for disciplinary issues. It's, he had uh, some famous off-the-field troubles as well. That cost him four games in the prime of his career in terms of stats and, and whatever. But it may have saved his life, may have saved his career, may have saved his personal life because he uh, changed his ways. And one of the things that was made possible by him changing his ways off the field was a very cool shot of him uh, leaving up the tunnel with his wife, three little kids, and then there's Ben. I think that's a picture that his family's going to yeah. put on the mantle. And he's, he's limping down the tunnel as he goes off and almost to retirement. They've got a game next week against Knicks Ravens. And maybe into the playoffs. It's going to take some work, but, you know, who yeah. knows. But there's he, still a chance. There, he, he left Hinesville with a chance of going to the playoffs, and that's all he could have hoped for. And they made mention of his, in his entire career, 18 years, he's played in two games where the Steelers went into the game knowing they were eliminated from the playoffs. Two in 18 years. That's crazy. No, it's very impressive what his career has been. And five, his first five years, two Super Bowls, right? Two Super Bowls. They went to a third against Green Bay, lost when... But I believe he, I don't know why, never got MVP. No, uh, and he shouldn't have gotten it for the Seattle Super Bowl because he did not play well in that game, but he played incredibly well in the three playoff games that led up to that. And you get a second-year quarterback who does what nobody else had ever done. That's win three road playoff games and then win in the Super Bowl. But the Arizona game had Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, or, or Tom Brady had that fourth-quarter drive. They would have been the MVP, not Santonio San Holmes. Yeah. But, that, that's personal stuff, and as Ben has always said, he's more about the W than whatever the personal accolades are. I don't even think he went to that many Pro Bowls. I think he went to like three Pro Bowls in 18 years or four, maybe. Six. Is it six? Yeah, but I don't know how many he actually went to. Yeah, I think he didn't he go to He was selected like to six Pro Bowls, 2007, 11, 14 through 17. I, I'll bet he didn't play more than two or three of those. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure I don't have those numbers on hand, but I mean – just a fantastic career, and you know, one of those is just going to be overshadowed by everybody else that, else that has you know made the spotlight even bigger. Mm-hmm. And, and the other aspect of, of his career is the second half of it. They had almost no postseason success, right? So yeah. he's a rookie in two thousand four. By two thousand and ten, they're playing Green Bay in their third Super Bowl with him as quarterback. After that game. From then until now, they've won three playoff games. That's not an indictment of him, but it's an indictment of what the Steelers were able or unable to put around him during the course of that time. I mean, when you have a quarterback like that, you should have, as a team, more than three playoff wins in 10 years. Yeah. Uh, I I saw a tweet last night. It was kind of iconic to uh, Nick and I's connection here. He was a Mac player. He played at Miami, Ohio. Yep. He's the greatest quarterback to ever lose to Marshall twice. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> who was Marshall's quarterback? Do you remember? Leftwich at one Leftwich point. Leftwich at one point. But I think he got hurt, so it would have been Stan Hill. Yeah. Stan Hill. Yes, that's a great <laughs> trivia question. <laughs> but I saw that Stan tweet, Hill. and I was like, that's funny because, uh, you know, back in those days, Marshall was really good. They were. And, and, and uh, they were producing quarterbacks at a pretty good clip themselves for a while. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he went 27-11 and 11 in his college career, so. It was a good two career. of those losses to Marshall, but he was a he you know he was a consolation prize to Bill Cowher who wanted Philip Rivers, right? So everybody the debate over Eli Manning was would he force a trade or would he not force a trade? Which of course he did. He winds up with the Giants. And then Bill Cowher wanted Philip Rivers, but the Chargers took him before he could select and ends up with Ben Roethlisberger as his consolation prize. Yeah, I mean, still two great guys, but, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, top five all-time passing. And who is the – there was a fourth quarterback drafted later in the first round that year. Does anybody know the name of that player? Buffalo, I believe it was who took him. J.P. Loss. Yeah, there you go. That's that's the guy who was in that class as well that nobody ever talks about. Wow. For good reason. I, yeah, I mean, I forgot <laughs> yeah. about him. But that, was a, that was a class. I, I've seen the NFL films kind of stuff on that class, and, you know, that – I feel like this era of quarterbacks that were getting into the league when, you know, the three of us here were four or five yep. is just kind of second to none among all quarterbacks ever. It's a great group. There was uh, obviously a great group in the 83 draft class. You had six taken in the first round. Marino, the last of those six. John Elway, the first of those six. So that was uh, that was considered the greatest quarterback draft class of all time. Uh, this one with Rivers, Manning, and Roethlisberger will be up there. As it should. Yeah. I'm trying to think of one recently that you might be able to compare it to. I don't. It's kind of too hard to recently compare. I mean, that's also true because they haven't played long enough. Yeah. But. I mean, the high. So I would say it's not even. You could, could combine two quarterback classes that really the top two quarter or top three quarterbacks out of those classes, 2008, 2009, with Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, and Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. of where they all on are where they are on the all time numbers list. Because I mean, you could Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, uh, you know, Matt Ryan didn't win a Super Bowl, Matt Stafford obviously, you know, kind of stuck for a long time there in Detroit, but had Calvin Johnson with him. And it's kind of why he's currently, you know, at almost nearly 50,000 yards on his career, 12th on the list of all-time passers. But I feel like that's the only three you could compare kind of that draft class. Is Stafford the quietest 50,000-yard passer in the history of the NFL? I I mean, yeah, because he was on the worst team for however long that was. Because it's Detroit. Right, you just never. And know. he has no playoff success. None. So, and they were behind well, all the time, so he had to throw. Yeah, he right. had to throw. Yeah, to I was Calvin. about to say, we'll I mean, see how that goes this year, maybe. All right, Rob. Well, thanks for joining us. We got to hit a break. We're way over on a break, but wanted to talk about Ben Roethlisberger. We were wanting to talk about him, and you know, I figured I'd ask you to talk about him. And he's a great quarterback. Just will. It's kind of hard to list him on the top three because of everybody else that's there, but he's probably the most underrated quarterback in NFL history. I'll give you that. Hey, it was great being on the show. Thanks for the invite. I always listen to you guys on the way home, so I'll be listening on my way back. There you go. Rob Mario, host of Eastern Panel Talk and Mario in the Mornings right here on Talk Radio WRNR. This segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg, we became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We come back. We'll uh, continue with some NFL talk. Washington football team getting closer to not being named Washington football team under a month away. We'll give you some hints on that that we heard this morning. That's next on the Sports Mix. 
four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Floodwaters can spread E. coli bacteria. Here's Bill Kearns from the Berkeley County Health Department about what to do if your well is tested positive. If it's just a one-time contamination, you can superchlorinate your well, which we have instructions at the health department they could call and talk to us. You're providing uh, an excessive amount of bleach down the well. Then you do a runoff to get that out of the system to get the bleach through your lines, get any contamination out of there. You do a runoff of so long, and then you can have it tested again. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court in Martinsburg. Call 304-263-5131. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! It's the excitement of EPAC basketball on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Fowler, four seconds. Blackwood's corner, three, good! Taken away by Gladney. Over on the court, he'll lay that one up and in. Got you covered all season long with over 50 games of high school boys and girls hoops. Crossover four, and it's hot. Bennett back in the face of all. Right here on your EPAC sports leader, WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Buenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us and Thanks again to Rob for coming on talking about the legendary Ben Roethlisberger, uh, quarterback for his favorite team. Uh, always like different perspectives on this show from you know fans of other teams. Uh, but now let's talk about a team that we talk about on the show a lot. Probably doesn't deserve to be talked about a lot, or we talk about them for debacles that they that hap- happened, including the railing on Sunday falling and. Nearly hitting Jalen Hurts and nearly, or I think, hurting a few Philadelphia fans. Uh, but the Washington football team uh, won't be called the Washington football team for much longer. Again, that name since July of 2020, I believe, when they decided to change the name after determining the word Redskins was too racist among the new society that is kind of in place as, as we speak. Uh, but... You know, they're set to make the announcement. They put it out, one of those, making the brand. They called it the finale, which is kind of interesting to me. You'd think you'd do the finale on the 2nd of February and kind of go through everything. But uh, among those were, they talked about a lot more in this episode. A seven-minute, 23-second episode posted to their social media platforms and Facebook and YouTube, and they're kind of... uh teasing they continue to tease more things but they talk about uh you know a lot of things and colin uh shout out to colin while he was 
chilling, hanging around earlier. He went through the video and took some screenshots of the teases they put. And Nick, you want to put them up on the screen? Yeah, I can do that. And uh, the jersey here, you'll see one of the part of the jersey, the back. I'm I'm assuming that's the the back of the neck with the three stars. And then there looks like on I the wasn't back sure of the jersey. Wasn't sure if that's the back of the neck or if that's going to be the sleeve. Because you know how not everybody has to me, long sleeves. To me, if you like look at it, would. to me if you look at it, it looks like there's a jersey. That's the inside of the be. jersey. Uh, but really then it looks know. like there's a logo or something on the back of it, stitched right in the middle there with the T behind the T right there of the stitching. Definitely some kind of logo there. Yeah. Um, and then here's the jerseys. They're going with kind of a, a retro look on the jerseys. They have like the old Reebok jerseys had the holes in them. Mm-hmm. And whenever they moved to Nike, they kind of went away from putting that in the jerseys. But it looks like there's holes in the jerseys. Yeah, uh, I don't know if uh, we selected the one with the uh, numbers showing or not. But I think the coolest thing are the uh, helmets. Yeah, I mean. I really liked uh, seeing those, as you can see here on our. Uh, I don't know that. Yeah, that's definitely Burgundy. That's the Burgundy one, but the next one is very interesting because you've never seen Washington do anything like that before. As you can see, it's black. But then the one Nick's about to air or put it there. That looks pretty classic, right? You've got that classic Washington Redskins feel. And then they blurted out the logo that's kind of on the top part of the face mask in that that hangs the face mask, mask to the helmet. So a lot of things to be determined there uh, that'll come out again less than a month on February 2nd. I want to play this clip from the video. It kind of talks about it's Jason Wright, the team president, kind of talking about what it means, what the name means overall. Now, we understand the importance of choosing a meaningful name one that will anchor the team for the next 90 years and beyond. We're in a pivotal point in history. I think that moving forward, it's going to be really great. I think the name should encompass honor and respect and pride and family. Um, The rich history of the Washington team. This is going to be the name going forward, hopefully forever. And we believe we found a name that our fans and our team across the DMV and beyond can really rally behind. You like it? Yeah, right off the bat. It's the right attitude, right? Yeah. So there, it's kind of hyping everybody up. But, I mean, if you have a chance, go watch that video because uh, kind of the last video, remember we talked about the last video, Colin? And it kind of was like, what are they doing in parts of it? And then they're kind of teasing everything, and then they're bleeping everything out. Yeah, how uh, Ron Rivera said the two names I like, blank and blank. Blank and blank. And... Probably those were the final two in the running of Red Wolves and whatever this one is, because it was also announced during this uh, video that the team name is officially not going to be the Red Wolves or the Wolves due to some trademark issues, and it has some fans upset. I'm a little bit upset because that was uh, my favorite. I don't know about you out of all the uh, options that have been swirling around, but I was definitely a huge fan of the Red Wolves because it still could somewhat keep maybe a little bit of the uh, Redskins feel to it, not too much so. And it's also still a mascot that I felt like the uh, 
team could get behind a howling on the third down, some cool promo videos with some songs I felt like would have been awesome to see, and just some of the uniforms that were coming out all over, social media possibilities was something that I could get behind. But right now it's seeming like uh, it's going to be more of a military vibe, like a commander's admirals. admirals I don't, possibly, we were talking about this prior the to the tails. show. We were talking about this prior to the show. Uh, if you go to WashingtonAdmirals.com, it redirects to WashingtonFootballTeam.com. I don't know. However, that, that could, could be, just somebody be somebody just bought a URL that. and redirected it to kind of throw people so. off, or they could try to throw people off with that. Um, I'm not sure, but Nick, what what are your thoughts on this as not a as an NFL fan, as somebody that's not a Red Washington team fan? Well, in terms of the promotion, I think the whole thing's been really corny, but that's just me. I mean, like. When Cleveland got a new team name, they just announced it. Like it, it's not like you need these episodes and this build up. Like I just feel like this whole thing is just kind of stupid to me. Just announce the team name already. Like it's been two years. I just feel like it's it's been over the top at this point. But um, you know, I'm happy that they're finally going to at least put a date on it and announce it because it has been a very long time. Um, I like that they're keeping their same color scheme that they've had. Um, you know, I don't really have an opinion on a team name necessarily because I think they're all kind of just okay. It will take a little while to adjust to them, but I don't know. I just feel like the whole promotion and it's it build up is like over the top to me. On the other side of that, the reason that they could be possibly doing all this is to make sure that they get it right. Because for example, you just used a uh, Cleveland changing from the Indians to the Guardians, and it kind of just came out of nowhere. And a lot of people questioned the team name. Fans felt like it should have been the Spiders and that they didn't get a say, kind of like how Washington's trying to give people a say here now. And then also, I don't know how accurate it was, but if you guys saw when they said Cleveland Guardians, that that was actually already used, I believe. Yeah, so there was that the whole like debacle because it was about the roller derby team. Or something. So then they, did they have to pay them off? I didn't really hear much after that. But it kind of seemed like that Cleveland kind of just messed it up because they didn't do it kind of like how Washington's doing it right now, maybe. I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a team name. Like, it's not that serious what they call the team to me. I think it's serious for trying to bring back. Now, this is me being critical and me being the overall aspect of this organization and this has to do with game days. This has to do with the way they're perceived on social media. It has to deal with the, the last 15, 20 years of the culture of the organization. They need to bring people back because you go to FedEx Field on any given home game, and it's not a home game. It's a game but at is a, a venue. team name going to do that? Because I feel like it, it comes down to the organization I think this is the start. Whole. I think if you pick the team name that everybody likes – it kind of starts to go that way. And then now, I think this has kind of been what the holdup is well, for a stadium. what's going to bring people back is winning. Is winning, yes. Obviously. But you can't win if you have a million distractions, and a team name is one of those distractions. So once you name this team name, you, you kick one distraction out of the way. The next distraction is, why are we playing at a crappy stadium that breaks, has soil, Water, has, yeah. has you know sewage, pipes bursting, has... 
railings falling down, people getting hurt, people saying that they were offered or the the team saying they offered medical attention, people coming out and saying they weren't offered medical attention. It kind of just all they've got too much going on. And once you this is a huge thing of the of moving forward, this piece of the puzzle is the one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle for the team. If they can get this out of the way here in the next month, they can start focusing on how to get how, you know, because I think they're in, involving the football side too much in this. Whenever we see those videos, yeah, your head coach is, you know, the, the leader of your football team, but this team name, I feel like is 75 business, 25% football. And I you, mean, you can't move forward. Ron Rivera might not even be the coach there that long, like realistically. So what does his opinion on the team name really matter? When he came in, he was the head coach. He was the GM. He was he was you know the football guy. So that was his opinion. But now they've hired other people. So I don't understand, you know, why he's involved so much. And I think that kind of has to do with it. Once that's off the plate, they kind of do that. You move on to your next thing. Personally, I think your next thing from a football side is how do you get a quarterback? You need a quarterback. You know, Taylor Heineke is a career backup, in my opinion. That's just on the football side. But then on the business side, new stadium. Try to do something temporarily that can bring fans in for the next five years because it's going to take five-plus years to get a new stadium. Yeah, when you heard at the beginning of the season it was, I believe, 2026 or 2027. you got to push that back another year or two now. Happen and, yeah, because of everything that's still ongoing. That's true. We haven't even talked about a lot of stuff that's happened with – uh, you know, one one of the things being trying to find a site, and if you got to find a site first, and in Virginia they're having struggles trying to find the site. So I think once this team name gets out of the way, your business team will hit the ground running. Uh, once you kind of figure out the promotion for everything, and then you got to do something temporarily on the business side, promotion wise. Throw a lot of promotions at you in 2022. Get your fans in the stadium because right now make the. Tickets cheaper. Yeah, I mean they already kind of did that. But then again, they, they did uh, that other initially. Team fans could do that, but they know. did that. Remember that? Isn't that how you bought your Giants tickets? That was an NFL promotion, though. That was as a yeah. whole. It wasn't just Washington doing it when the schedule came out. That they did a promotion where there were no fees. Yeah, but I think overall, once this team name gets figured out, so the next month, once all that is over, and they start the rollout of all the all the gear and everything, now you push yourself forward figure out what needs to be done next and that's tackling where you're going to put a stadium that's the biggest struggle right now and it's going to take longer every six months this drags out where the stadium is going to be is another year it's going to take to build the stadium and you want to make sure it's right because fedex field's a dump yeah it's obviously a dump it showed its age this year too much happening negatively at fedex field not even on the field i have to say though the improvements to the grass can they improve like that everywhere else? They'll be a lot better because you know last year, year before, the last ten years, the FedEx field grass has been the laughing stock of the league. Too many torn ACLs on the grass. Too crappy looking when it comes to October. But this, you know, you look at last game. Look, no, it's looks awesome. fresh. Yeah. So they've kind of got that down. Once they get this name down, now just push forward to a stadium. Yep. I just think that Washington overall is like the franchise in the nfl that everything that happens off the field is like a bigger deal like every week they have a new thing that's going on it pales in comparison to the actual team i mean whether it be serious like 
legal allegations against the team, whether well, it be and the, the team name, whether it be the stadium falling apart. Like it's just something new every week. I just it's kind of funny. Like no other team in in, in football is having this many issues every week that have nothing to do with the football team besides like the organization the as a whole i mean yeah that, that was fighting the on the sidelines but it's just like it just is so over the top that you think they just get this out of the way instead of building up all this hype for it yeah definitely i, I would agree with you but i think kind of when we hit february 2nd I, I guess maybe you just need to keep throwing out your own good pr when you have so much bad pr yeah well you I know mean, what they say any good pr is good pr <laughs> Or any press is good press, right? Yeah. All right, that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and Designer Bedding, Outdoor Living. It's family-owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We come back, we'll talk uh, some Washington Wizards and Capitals. That's next on the Sports Mix. Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm... Here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200 square foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns and Foster, Sealy, and Tempur Pedic. 304 267 7251. 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. The right attorney can make all the difference in the outcome of your case. I called Sutton and Janelle, the best lawyers you could ask for. Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. 70 years of collective legal experience, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, and mediation. Sutton and Janelle got the most favorable outcome I could have expected. Visit Sutton and Janelle's new historic location, 224 West King Street in Martinsburg. Online at suttonandjanelle.com. Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. They value your rights and are passionate about your success. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Remember that last trip to the auto mechanic? I also think your solenoid gasket is bad. What? Yep, that'll be another $500. Forget that and go to DNN Auto Specialist at 230 Tavern Road, Martinsburg, where honesty is their best policy. Serving the Eastern Panhandle since 1974, DNN Auto is family owned and operated, specializing in exhaust alignments and tires. From general maintenance to major overhauls, they'll treat you right. Call DNN Auto Specialist at 304 267 4078. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this segment of the Sports Mix for your January 4th, 2022. Spencer Greenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. As uh, we're reaching close to the end of the show, we'll talk some Washington Wizards. They're now above 500 again, and uh, they jumped past Charlotte last night for seventh in the Eastern Conference. Kyle Kuzma 
is continuing to impress, and not only impress on the court, but impress the fans of D.C. He was clutch. He scored a season-high and game-high 36 points, including a three, which gave the Wizards the lead, uh, 114-113, and it was a lead for good. And here is the call uh, from Dave Johnson and the Wizards Radio Network. Left corner for three miles. Bridges, no. Panel for the rebound. KCP gets it, saves it to Bradley Beal. KCP ends up on the deck. Now Beal, foul line. Left wing Kuzma, catch and shoot for three. It's there! It is there! 114-113 Wizards. Kyle Kuzma now with 34 points. It is clutch with a capital K. And Kuz ran back and yelled at the fans, what I do. What I do. Kuzma quickly becoming a new fan favorite in D.C. What was the phrase the other day? Kuz control yesterday. Kuz control yesterday, Ah. talking about Saturday's game. And now it's... I'm not even a Wizards fan, and I'm becoming a fan of Kuz. He's doing great so far. I was watching some of the uh, game last night before the uh, Monday night football game, and it's a fun team to watch, even though they're kind of middle of the pack, arguably, in the NBA uh, East Conference. Yeah, I mean, Bradley Beal coming back from the COVID list after getting vaccinated. Uh, he played another great game, 35 points, 8 assists, 11 for 22 shooting. So when you have two guys like that, it kind of brings you back to like, you know, four or five years ago when they were making, you know, into the playoffs with Bradley Beal and John Wall. Yeah, I mean, look, Washington has some talent on their roster, and that's why, Colin, you might enjoy watching the Wizards every once in a while uh, because – they do have an up-tempo type team. They have shooters, and they can compete with teams because they have a lot of different guys that can put the ball in the basket, even though they don't have like the big superstars. Bradley Beal has played better since he's got the vaccine, so hey, maybe that's something. I don't know. But uh, he, he's definitely been you know one of the better players in the NBA over the past few years, being a top scorer in the league. So... Um, you know, Washington has some talent on their roster. They're they're not going to contend for a championship this year. But I they think have they some decent pieces. Yeah, they'll definitely yeah, be a the, playoff the thing type team. thing that you said earlier is compete. And that's something that you don't always see when it comes playoff time is in this day, stance right now, Washington would most likely be the eight seed having to go up against the one seed. You don't like those odds. No. But a team like this team maybe could compete, maybe not win against the one seed, but could go longer than a sweep. And I think the big thing is they have some young guys like Kuzma. Is he still a young player? I think people kind of forget about that because he's leading like his fourth or fifth year. But um, you know he's still very young and still getting better. And if you remember his first two years in the league before LeBron came to the Lakers and kind of had to change the way Kuzma played, he was looked at as the top player on that Lakers young team. And it's probably now Brandon Ingram, but you know, Kuzma was their guy. So I, I still have some faith in him to, to be a really good player, hopefully for Washington. And if they could, you know, maybe add a few place pieces here down the line, presuming Bradley Beal wants to stick around, which for whatever reason he seems to, they could maybe be a team in a couple of years or maybe next year be one of those teams in the east but they still don't have enough this year i think to compete no but i mean it's first year under a new head coach uh you know things are going to happen but it kind of just shows they may be like a spurt team where they go out and have 
you know, good months. And they're still not 100% healthy. No, because what? what's his... Rui still Rui, hasn't played. He just went on the COVID list, I believe, yeah. last week. Right when he, he was supposed he was to make practice. Yeah, he was, you know, getting into practice, kind of warming up to being able to play a game again. Uh, but here's a quote from Bradley Beal about Kuzma. He is now... He now has it where he can flap his wings. He can breathe and relax and go play. He doesn't have to worry about all that outside stuff, the distractions per se. He can go hoop. So, I mean, that's from Bradley Beal. And Kuzma himself, uh, you know, kind of said, you know, L.A. was good. I liked my time there, but it's a great situation for him in Washington. He said, quote, I'm in a great situation here in Washington. The coaching staff believes in me. The players believe in me. And I'm just having fun. Honestly, I'm having a lot of fun. And that kind of goes to show with, you know, Ku's control and then, you know, what he said to the fans last night and just the way that he talks about the fans. You don't see a lot yeah, because of – like Bradley Beal doesn't necessarily cities, talk about the fans like that. L.A. is probably a tougher place to play than D.C. But, yeah. well, plus he was playing with LeBron. Cities. Like Their exactly. team was yeah, on that. national TV every night. People were criticizing Kuzma because he wasn't living up to what he once showed the potential to be. And now in Washington, he doesn't have that national coverage as much, and he can kind of just play how he wants to with Bradley Beal and kind of be the second best player on this team, arguably, at least in terms of talent. Now, who won this trade so far? I think the Wizards won it. I mean, they got draft picks. They got young talent. Russell Westbrook hasn't been good for the Lakers. He's still averaging 19.6 a game. Well, I mean, how? What are the? Well, that's below his 23 right points. And, and he's not doing efficient basketball. So he's going to put up numbers. He's going to average close to a triple double because that's what he does. But he's not efficient with it. The Lakers are currently eighth, 19 and 19 at 500. So, so they're about the same. They're 19 I mean, yeah. and 18. But they're about the same. But it's his different role that he has. Yes. Coming here gave him that kind of let me do what I want to do and know that I can do here. Before remember, he was kind of hiding hiding behind everybody. You got to remember they got KCP and Montrez Harrell in that trade as well, who have both been contributors for Washington. They got a draft pick, I believe. So overall, I mean, while it's going to be a late or later first round pick, the Wizards won the trade, in my opinion. I thought that when they got the deal done, even though they weren't necessarily going to be better with West or without Westbrook, they were going to be better long term without him. And I think the Lakers got worse because Westbrook doesn't fit well with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and that's been proven. Yeah, definitely. Uh, road ahead for the Wizards uh, tomorrow night. They will face the Rockets 7 p.m. We'll have that right here for you. 6:45 pregame with Dave Johnson on the call. Friday they'll play the Bulls again, trying to get a better result than the one point loss on Saturday. And then uh, Sunday the ninth they'll be in Orlando to face the Magic, and then. A week from today, they're uh, hosting the Thunder. Thunder not looking good so far this year. But, you know, that road ahead a week, you know, looking at the week ahead for the Wizards. Uh, as long as, you know, they can kind of continue staying above that 500 mark, you can kind of get a good month going. And you can, you know, we're only in January, so there's quite a few months left to go. If you can get hot at the right time, you can kind of maybe jump to that fifth seat. It's possible. I, I mean, mean, you're staying I wouldn't in be surprised, it. Is what, but yeah, this team like, has it. That they the fifth seed right now only has two more wins. 
They're only two games behind. And behind the four seed, they're three and a half games behind. So it's not, you know, it's not like the difference here in, you know, they're seven games behind the Bulls in first place. It's not like the Western Conference where you're sitting at, uh, you know, you're sitting at seven places and you're 11 games behind the leader. So that's a good thing about playing in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and the East has gotten better, but it's still not quite on the level of the West. Uh, But that's just the star power with your top-tiered teams. I mean, you still saw a team from the East win the title last year. So. All right, well, we got to pay some bills here. We got to hit the last break. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show and uh, talk about this week that we got in high school basketball. That's next as we wrap it up on the Sports Mix. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a new or used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Primary care is our primary focus at WVU Medicine Family Medicine in Berkeley Springs. Our board-certified physicians, Dr. Pamela Corintillo and Dr. Amanda Michael, are committed to providing top-quality primary care close to home for patients of all ages, including infants, children, adults, and seniors. If you are searching for a pediatrician or family medicine doctor in the Berkeley Springs area, Dr. Corintillo and Dr. Michael are accepting new patients. To schedule an appointment at WVU Medicine Family Medicine in Berkeley Springs, call 304-258-8824. A DUI arrest can have a devastating impact on one's life, your job, your driver's license, and in some cases, your very freedom. My name is Harley Wagner. I own and operate West Virginia's only exclusive DUI defense firm. Since 1999, I've been representing citizens throughout the Eastern Panhandle and state of West Virginia charged with DUI. Let my years of training and experience work for you. The initial consultation is free at the Wagner Law Firm in Martinsburg. Phone 304-901-7400 or online at WestVirginiaDUILawyers.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to the Sports Mix. I clicked the wrong song. That's not a usual Sports Mix song. Yeah, I clicked the I clicked the wrong song here, uh, but welcome back. Segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial it. Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue. It says Pat Boone ain't that a SHA. I can't read the rest because it cuts off. Okay. Shame? Ain't that a shame? I'm going to assume is the nut song title. 
There you go. Uh, but we'll wrap things up today talking some local sports. As uh, you know, three games this week we have in high school basketball. A fourth on Saturday for Shepherd. Uh, they're playing Westchester, a doubleheader for men's and women's basketball, starting with women's at 1 p.m. And men's to follow will be on with the broadcast, Nick and I, starting at 1230 on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. But let's look at high school basketball this week here as tonight. Uh, we'll kick things off this week, starting with Jefferson at Musselman. And Colin and Nick will have the call on that one. And then on Thursday, that's for boys basketball. Thursday, we'll have girls basketball only on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube Hedgesville at Martinsburg, girls basketball. Friday, we were supposed to have what? It's at Hedgesville. It's at Hedgesville? No, it's at it's at Martinsburg. No, because remember we said it was. Oh, yeah, you're right. It yeah. is. I need, I keep, yeah, it flipped. Yeah, I keep flip, you're fine. forgetting to flip. But So that's at Hedgesville. Uh, then Friday, we were supposed to have Martinsburg boys. Hosting. Hosting. Uh, Hedgesville. Unfortunately, that game has been postponed until, I believe, February 9th. Uh, so we transition. We'll have Spring Mills boys at Musselman. So we, be, we will be at Musselman twice this week for boys basketball. Uh, Nick and I will have the call for that. Colin and I will be on the call Thursday. And then tonight, Nick and Colin will be on the call. What are you guys looking forward to? Should be a uh, fun matchup. The first EPAC game for uh, both of these teams who come in undefeated. And it's the... Uh, First time for both teams that they started off the season undefeated for a while. I believe it's the first uh, 4-0 start whenever I looked it up. Uh, Jefferson-wise since 2017-2018. And for uh, Musselman, it's the first 3-0 start since, I believe, the 2015-2016 season. Yeah, and these are these are two good teams, two veteran teams um, going at it. So it should be a fun game. Uh, we've seen a lot of Jefferson this year. Very explosive team, very athletic, can get out and run and score with some of the top teams in the state. Musselman, a team that slows it down a little bit more, uh, but still has good shooters, good players on both sides. Jordan Holmes, Cameron Johnson, probably uh, two of the best players in the EPAC that we're going to see this year. Um, so those two are really fun to watch. But the, the other role players on the team can step up and make big shots as well. So I think... You know, we got a really good one tonight, Colin, and, and it should be a pretty good week of uh, EPAC basketball, like we expect all season. Huh? And, and now people have to realize, unlike uh, other sports other than football, this is now a sectional game because before it became four classifications, it was only a regional game. These two teams were in separate uh sections it was the four berkeley county schools and then the uh two jefferson jefferson county schools and hampshire well now it's three and three here in class 4a so you got jefferson washington and musselman and then martinsburg hedgesville and spring mill so these two teams are going to be very familiar even though they already are with each other and i'm looking forward to it tonight yeah definitely i'll be back here on the board and uh you'll hear from me at halftime and post game I'll be out there on Thursday at Hedgesville for Martinsburg versus Hedgesville girls basketball. That wraps up today's show. Thanks to our very own Rob Mario, the resident Steelers fan, for coming on at the beginning of the show and talking Ben Roethlisberger and his legendary run with the Steelers. So for Rob Mario, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Police saying so long. And Nick and Colin will talk to you tonight as well as me. We'll have be back on the Sports Mix tomorrow for another edition.